A female tenant was arrested for squeezing her landlord's testicles to death. A news anchor was taken off the air for quoting Snoop Dogg. And the new Starbucks CEO will work as a barista in stores every month. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. I'm Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I have three weird news stories from around the world for you. Come on, let's do it. Join me. A female tenant has been arrested for squeezing her landlord's testicles to death. It's not clear from the title whether the landlord died or only his testicles died. Clearly, the female tenant is angry over something. The 33-year-old Nigerian woman has been arrested. She's in custody after allegedly squeezing the testicles of her landlord to death during a disagreement over an electricity bill. Oh, man, yeah. Well, you know, people underestimate the value of having your utilities included in the rent price. You know, you can avoid situations like this where you have to kill your landlord, unfortunately. According to the media in Nigeria, we have someone named Ifioma Osai. Ifioma was arrested by the police on Saturday following the tragic death of her 50-year-old landlord. In a statement to confirm the incident, the police spokesperson said the suspect was arrested following a report lodged at the divisional headquarters. The police boss explained that the complainant reported that his brother had a disagreement with his tenant over the payment of the electricity bill. Oh, I see. The brother added that during the disagreement, the tenant Osai grabbed the private parts of the deceased, a.k.a. his brother, and dragged him with it. Grabbed the private part and dragged him with it. So he was dragged by the testicles. Wow. This is quite a feat of strength. This woman must be... Just, she's a very strong woman to drag somebody around by the testicles. You would think that the testicles would come off before the body would be dragged, but you know, I don't know the sort of level of attachment that testicles might have. The landlord fell to the ground unconscious and was rushed to the general hospital where the doctor on duty pronounced him dead. So sad. Now, the suspect was promptly arrested and taken into custody for investigation, and upon interrogation, it says, the suspect claimed that the deceased a.k.a. her landlord, had asked her to pay for the electricity bill. Now, she insisted that until the water was directly connected to her own apartment, as promised by the landlord, she would not pay the electricity bill or any other utility bill for that matter. This obviously led to an argument, and it clearly escalated to the point where this man's testicles were in her hands at some point. I don't know how that happens. Maybe he had some very loose shorts on. This is Nigeria... Probably very little clothing's going on. Maybe easy access to the testicles. It's definitely a, an effective way to get your message across. But, you know, to drag somebody by their genitals is quite cruel. Um, not a very civil way to handle this. Uh, this particular story, it just highlights the difference between porn and real life, you know. Because in porn, the bill gets resolved in a very different way entirely. <laughs> Would you agree? <laughs> A news anchor was taken off the air during a live broadcast for quoting Snoop Dogg. That's right. A news anchor in the United States has been taken off the air after quoting Snoop Dogg during the live broadcast. The incident came when Barbie Bissett appeared on NBC's affiliate WLBT. The hosts were discussing the rapper Snoop Dogg. And they were discussing specifically Snoop Dogg's California wine range. Yes, he's got a 
a winery, I believe, of some sort, or at least some winery has put his face on the bottles. And uh, the presenters on the newscast raised the idea of perhaps collaborating with Snoop Dogg. And while discussing the topic, this woman, Barbie Bassett, said, faux shizzle my nizzle, quote, and uh, nizzle turns out is a slang word for the N-word. And uh, this saying was popularized by Snoop Dogg, and it's featured in his very famous 2002 song called Suited and Booted. Always been a huge fan of the dog, the dog pound, the Snoop Dogg. Uh, I had the CD as a child, and yeah, I sang a lot of those words, not really realizing what they meant, I admit. And um, I got to be honest with you, I wasn't quite sure that what nizzle meant either when I was saying it way back then that it was the slang word for the N-word. It just sounded fun to say, for shizzle my nizzle. It was just a fun rhyme and very funny the way Snoop says everything. So I just, I just enjoy him. I would try to do Snoop impressions um, for my friends, and I was pretty good at it. As you, as you know, you've listened to this podcast for quite a while. You know my impressions are spot on. <laughs> no, my impressions are usually not spot on. I used to be able to do a pretty good Snoop, but my voice is shot right now, so I'm not even, even going to attempt it. And um, and for safety, I probably shouldn't because I'm saying words that maybe I just don't understand anymore and I could possibly get canceled from the closet. And I can't handle that, you know what I mean? I, I make, uh, you have no idea, I make like $8.200 per year doing this podcast, so I got to keep it going, as you know. Now, unfortunately, in this particular story, this woman did lose her job. She was uh, canceled on some level, uh, Miss Bissette. She's no longer listed as a member of the team on the station's website, it says. Uh, according to WLBT, they said they are unable to comment on personal matters such as this. Now, this news has provoked reaction online. An American radio host, Charlemagne the God, was one figure who came to her defense, actually. Uh, here's a quote from him on his show, The Breakfast Club. He said, I don't think she should have been fired for that. She might not even know what nizzle means, yo. Come on, like, stop. That's not a reason to fire that woman. And I have to take the side of Charlemagne the God, and, um, I, which surprises me. I ordinarily wouldn't take Charlemagne the God's side. Um, he doesn't really need my side. He's a God, in fact, probably doesn't care what I think. But I agree with him in this instance because there's no malice, there's no intentional malice behind some, a, a word said by you if you don't know what that word means which she admitted to, obviously, she didn't know what it means. Uh, this is a quote from the woman. She said, though not intentional, I understand how my comment was both insensitive and hurtful. I have apologized for it. And uh, she said, that is not the heart of who I am. And for that, I humbly ask for your forgiveness. And I apologize to everyone I uh, have offended. And she doesn't really need to say that, in my opinion. And I, I wouldn't have done that. I would have said, hey, I got nothing to apologize about because I didn't intentionally do wrong. All right. You you apologize when you intentionally do wrong, typically, you, you know. In other words, what she did in her mind wasn't harming anybody. It was totally done innocently. She had no idea what she was saying. Probably, you know, on-air news protocol should come into play where you shouldn't really discuss things you're not quite familiar with anyways, but she was probably ha trying to have some fun. You know, sometimes they will try to improvise on these shows, uh, and they just want to have a good time, and uh, that can c get you into trouble and, uh, but I hope she can get another job. You know, I would hate to see her uh, not be able to feed her family for the rest of her life because of some mistake like this. But, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, do you think she was rightfully terminated for this? 
sort of discretion. Is it even a discretion? What would Snoop Dogg think of this? I would like to know. He's a very cool guy. He probably would not be offended and um, probably would agree with Charlemagne, I would say. But I don't know either. And I'm not sure he listens to this podcast. He's got no time. He's very busy. He's got a winery um, and, and he's got a lot of rapping to do, clearly. Uh, call the show, by the way. The number 646-450-2012. And thank you. The new CEO for Starbucks says he's going to be doing some barista shifts in stores every month. Starbucks got a new CEO called Laxman Narasimhan. Laxim teased his plan for the company in a letter to all the employees, which includes, he claims, working in Starbucks stores as a barista once a month. Laxman officially became the coffee chain's chief executive this past week, taking the reins from someone named Howard Schultz about two weeks earlier than scheduled. Uh, he's been with the coffee, coffee company for months, though. He joined Starbucks as an interim CEO in October and has since spent time getting to know the company overall, including earning a barista certification. In order to get a barista certification, it requires about 40 hours of training in stores. Here's a quote from this guy. Well, in the past six months of my immersion into the company, it's been shaped by so many of you who have taught me about our very special culture here at Starbucks. I've experienced every aspect of the business to learn what it truly means to wear the green apron. You've welcomed me into our stores, trained me in how to be a barista, all to help me deeply understand what we do, how we do it, and the challenges and opportunities that are facing us. Now, to keep us close to the culture, keep us close to our customers, as well as to our challenges and opportunities, I intend to continue working in stores for a half a day each month. Wow, this guy seems like he's very serious about pulling shifts at the locations. He'll be the only barista making $5,000 an hour to make macchiatos. That's right. <laughs> this is kind of like, it reminds me of that show Undercover Boss, but this is like Undercover Boss in real life, although I'm sure the em employees are made aware when he's coming in, and he probably comes in with a whole cachet of people, like bodyguards, I'd imagine. I uh, wonder if he's going to be on bathroom duty because that's, woo. have you seen those Starbucks bathrooms? My goodness, it looks like a murder scene. I don't know how anyone can clean that and then live. The diseases you get from that, just, you're going to need therapy. PTSD from Starbucks bathrooms, I get, and I'm not even the one cleaning it. Now, it doesn't indicate uh, which stores this individual will be going to. There are approximately 9,300 company-operated Starbucks stores in the U.S. alone. And there are some abroad, as you know. I went to the very coolest Starbucks in the world, in my opinion, and that was the one in Kyoto, which is in like what looks like a samurai home. It's amazing. And people in their shoes off, sitting cross-legged on the floor, drinking Starbucks. It was outstanding. An amazing experience. Uh, I would think that this individual, though, the CEO, will, will avoid some cities because it's very dangerous to go to Starbucks in such places as like Portland and Los Angeles because you could just get stabbed for no reason. You call someone's name. I'm looking for Elvis. Elvis, I got your mind. Oh, Elvis, you stabbed me. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, this particular article mentions how this might be helpful in Starbucks efforts to unionize. Some stores have attempted to do so. And Starbucks, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but they displayed some egregious and widespread conduct in their dealing with employees involved in efforts to unionize in stores like Buffalo, New York. So maybe this will uh, make unionization a possibility. You want a CEO that can really understand the plight of the Starbucks barista because it's not an easy job. People get angry. Karens come into the store quite often and scream at you for no reason. Uh, I would love to 
be there when a Karen goes into the particular Starbucks where the CEO is working and asks for the manager. <laughs> Imagine the barista's just like, oh, you want to talk to my manager? Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Here he comes. Yeah, I'm the manager that manages the managers that manage the managers, managers, managers. I'm that manager. I'm the manager. Nah. This is great, though. I love to see the CEO get down and dirty in the pits with the baristas, you know, down in the trenches, as they say. That's good. They should do that in every industry. For instance, like if you're the CEO of Old Spice, you should go out in the world wearing that shitty smelling cologne just to know what, it, what it's like and that you should do something about that. Oh, that was another episode of Weird AF News, and I want to thank all of those who spent time with it and me. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episode, by the way. It was very good, I think. And, uh, and I owe it in part to all of the weirdos who sent me amazing Florida Friday articles. So thanks to everyone who sent me those Florida links. You can always email me stuff to funnyjones at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones as well. So thank you for uh, sending me that material. Appreciate it. I also want to give thanks and praise to some people who bought me coffee over the weekend. Unbelievable. So many coffees. Uh, we have Michael and Kara who bought me coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, they wrote me a nice little note. It said, it says, Jonesy, we love your show. We have a Sunday ritual where we drink coffee and enjoy Florida Fridays. Good luck with your life, man. Wow. So look, big shout out to Michael and Kara listening to Florida Fridays with coffee every Sunday. That's a great way to take it in. I think that's wonderful. Um, I'd love to know how you guys listen to the show. I assume you're drinking coffee when you're listening to the show, but, you know, I don't know what hour of the day you listen, you know. So uh, we have <clears throat> also shout out to Hugo who bought me some coffees as well and wrote me a lovely note. He said, I've been jonesing, pun completely intended, in wanting to catch one of your shows, but the closest I can do is listening to your weird AF podcast, which always gets me laughing. Stay fresh, my dude. Stay fresh, my dude. I love that. It's sort of like a, a variation on good luck with your life, man. Stay fresh, my dude. Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to say that now. Thank you so much, Hugo, for sending me some coffees, man. I appreciate it so, so much, man. Very, very generous. <clears throat> and um, part of my throat, man, I'm, you know, I lost my voice over the weekend. I'm doing the best I can. Also, uh, a coffee was bought to me by Texacali Rose. Um, Texacali Rose didn't uh, write a message, but bought me a coffee nonetheless. So I don't know who this is, but Texacali Rose. I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's someone in Texas. Maybe it was someone that saw my show and decided to buy me a coffee after the show or something. Anyways, a uh, big shout out to Texacali Rose and everyone who bought me coffee over the weekend. You can buy me coffee at my website, weirdafnews.com. Very easy. You can also join the Patreon there. I'm sure you've heard of the Patreon. It's another way to support the show. And you also get uh, admittance into like a, a private little Weird AF News club, little fan club in there. And then I put in extra content for people. So that works out too. So just another way to support the show if you'd like. But, uh, you know, these cost money and you don't have to support the show with money um, at all. I understand, the, you know, the situation at hand in the economy these days. And so no worries if you can't. Um, you can help me out by just uh, writing a review or uh, mentioning the show to a friend. That's always helpful as well. And, and, and always appreciative because that's how we make the show grow. Um, I want to give thanks to everyone who came out to see me over the weekend in Dallas and uh, specifically Saturday night because I already gave a shout out to the people on Thursday night. 
We had on uh, Saturday night, uh, Rebecca and Glenn from Texas made the drive over. Um, and I just want to say how much I appreciate that. Uh, Rebecca also called and left me a, a, mess, a voicemail, which I'm going to publish after this too. So big shout out to Becca and Glenn. They saw me the last time I was there as well. And there's just wonderful people. They took me to brunch that first trip. And so just lovely. People in Texas are so friendly, man. I just really dig it. I made a lot of friends over the weekend. Took a lot of photos and just had a wonderful time hanging out in Dallas. And I'm, I'm excited to do so again in a few more months. So this will be like a regular trip for me. So if you happen to be living in Texas and you want to see me, you know, maybe in the end of the summer, I'll come on back. Well, we can do something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, what else did I want to say? Oh, I'm going to publish some phone calls. We had some people call the show, like uh, Connie and uh, Becca. And so um, those of you who would like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. Feel free to do that anytime. The line's always open. Try not to swear too much. All right. I love you so much, guys. I hope you're having a great Monday, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I was just calling to give you an update. Like I told you, I made a lesson out of your stand-up comedy routine, and in part I used the incident with the gentleman who untied your shoelace and how you responded to that to help draw some parallels to why teachers do the things they do and how teachers and comedians have a lot in common as far as timing and don't screw with our timing. Pay attention. We'll tell you when it's time for you to make some noise. But anyhow, uh, the lesson is going well. I have been telling the kids about Weird AF News. So in San Marcos, Texas, where I teach, uh, the word of Weird Day of News is going forth. Have a great day, Jonesy. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Chris, your favorite weirdo truck driver from Vancouver, Washington. I got a throwback to an earlier episode from August 23rd, 2017, the one with the Trump ecstasy pills, about these Indian women who don't have use of a regular toilet, like, Half of Indian households have no toilet inside. That's that's disgusting. And uh, and the women are made to go out at night in the fields where you know there there could be bad people or big animals. That's just careless, you know, like disrespectful to that gender. And then talak talak talak, man, sounds like a rap song. Divorce, divorce, divorce. To lock, to lock, to lock. Yay! Hi, Gen Z. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And I was calling about the podcast you did yesterday where the prisoners broke out and they went to IHOP first thing. I get that. I, I love IHOP pancakes. My mother's are my favorite. But right after hers or IHOP, uh, they don't do the free short stack for your birthday anymore. And I'm really disappointed about that. They've got some kind of reward system, and I don't like that as much. But, um, yeah, I totally get them going to IHOP. I mean, you want to get a good breakfast if you're going to be on the run for the rest of the day. So maybe that's what they were doing. And then 
I agree with you about the Winnie the Pooh slasher movie. I've got to see that. I've, I Googled it, and I thought, oh, I love scary movies, so, and I love Winnie the Pooh, but this is a little twisted one, but I'm still going to see it, though. I've got to. But um, good luck with your shows this weekend, and I, I know you'll be funny. I've watched the ones you're the ones you posted on YouTube and um, Patreon, and they're cracking me up. So I know you'll do well. And I want to wish everybody a great weekend. Have fun. And I'll talk to you all later. Good luck with your life, man. Love y'all. Bye.